Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt. outside the U.S. as far as I know. Yeah, 15. That's not bad compared to what most boutique 
labels are charging for their movies that's been out over 14 billion times. Well, yeah, definitely. And his prices are always good, and he's always having sales, too, on top of that. Are there are there any commentaries on the DVD or is it just the shorts? It's a there's a director's commentary for me. There's there's actually a a, a fan interview with uh, someone who's really into my stuff. His name is Bill Kate, and one of his shorts is on there also as a bonus. Oh, cool! See, you get more than you pay, expect with the DVD. You need to buy it, folks. Yeah, he packed them with really? as many as possible. Yeah. Uh, and plus, this will probably be a collectible one day with the SOV crowd. Yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd be something else to be in utter amazement of. Still can't believe it. Yeah. Well, let's be honest, I can't think of any SOV movie that's no budget that really doesn't have a cult. Yeah, Maybe you'll be up on Blood Lakes level. <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. <laughs> but yeah, go to SOV dot com. He has as we said, he has sales all the time and he has Gorefield's new DVD, which just came out. SOVHorror.com. Yeah. And because they released this movie unrated, The Mutilator, this really came late in the game for unrated movies. 1984. This is really when they started to say, no, we won't play it anymore. And you started seeing the unrated uh, exploitation stuff really get hobbled. How old? You weren't a kid when this came out on VHS, were you? 84, I was six years old. Yeah. This one was like a real party tape back then. I heard, that, I heard it was, yeah. Yeah. Goofy language, gore, hey, what can you say? Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely seems like that kind of movie. I, I really I really do like it. Yeah, this is one of the last of the old school well, last of the Texas generation to come out. And when I talk Texas I'm talking stuff like Larry Buchanan, uh S. F. Brownrig and that guys. When you could shoot a movie like this and get a decent amount of distribution and make your money back. This one had such a crappy release, but we'll talk about that when we get we'll start watching it a little bit. But thank you for being on, and here we're going to go get. Uh, how are you watching? I've got the Arrow Blu-ray. Uh, I, I have I have an old DVD bootleg back from like when it was impossible to find this movie. 
Yeah, that's how I had it for many years until uh, Arrow Video tracked down Buddy Cooper and they found a print of this in the American Film Archives. Why it was in there, I do not know. Yeah, because even even on, I mean, I like this bootleg because it's not like your typical bootleg where it copies the cover. Like, this is basically, I I don't know how it's sourced, but it actually, like, you can tell some of the, like, the the picture changes almost. Like, it looks like a a different, like, shot of the movie or something like that. But it it runs in succession, but, like, one minute it it looks clear and the next minute it it looks extra, extra grainy. Yeah, that's with uh, the gore shots because, well, we'll get into that once the movie starts. Okay, I got it yeah, on play. Where have you got your movie oh, set yeah. up? Well, I have it on just like the this generic title screen, and as soon as I hit okay, it, yeah. it'll, 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 it'll okay, yeah. Okay, well of then, if you have it at home. Hit play when I when I get to zero and say go now. And here we go in five. You ready? I'm ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Right. Go. Okay, already we're. We have one of the darkest slasher <laughs> films ever. Were you shocked how dark this opening scene is when you first seen it? As silly as this movie's reputation is. Yeah. Yeah, right now. I mean, birthday uh, candles on the cake. Yeah. And who the hell stores their shotguns with bullets in them and the safety off? And I'm talking in a back then sense. And plus, this is also weird because this is one of the first cases where you can understand why the... Well, the only person who really deserves for the killer to kill in this movie doesn't get killed. Yeah. (laughs) And why did his dad wait for such a long time and get such a semi-elaborate plot to kill him? Yeah, and the guns are just in there like, almost like how you would uh, put China away. When this hit VHS, it hit in two versions. There was an R-rated version, which i never seen. And I'm just talking stocked on the shelves. Every video store I know always had the unrated version of this. I don't even know what the damn cover looks like. That's good, though, because usually it's the other way around. You gotta go look for no, the animated like one. No, the animator too. When the animated version of that, but no one ever had that. 
Yeah, like the first time I saw Dead Alive, I hated it because there was no gore in it. I was like, everybody said it was such a gory movie. Like, I didn't see any. Then I realized, oh, they cut it all out. Yeah, and I don't see how the hell you got home with an R-rated print because they even released that uncut. Yeah, right here. This should be the shortest goddamn slasher movie in the world, pardon my language. I mean, this should be the shortest slasher movie in the world. Hey, son, bam, in credit. Yeah. Before we even get the opening, but no. <laughs> and this is the director, Buddy Cooper's only film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he didn't make another one. Yeah. Because this one was such a pain in the ass to make. Even though he made money off the VHS, he decided to hell with it. Yeah, I think yeah, quite a few did that. They just made one or two and then just said, that's enough. Well, and this is the close to uh, the end of the thing. Remember, even the next year... Uh, Romero's Day is a Dead flopped at the box office and in 86 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 flopped at the box office because they couldn't get a wide release yeah but yeah I mean this is some dark crap and this is as dark as the film gets (laughs) Yeah. Because after this, it gets light and goofy the whole film through. And how the and why the fuck are the police there? He shot his dad. He shot his mom, and then his dad immediately came home. But the police are there. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And can you tell what two beers supported this movie? (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of deleted scenes, that natural light, originally he had Dr. Pepper in it, but then Dr. Pepper seen the gore in this movie, and they had to refilm these scenes. That's why... A couple of the characters' haircuts look different. Oh, because Dr. Pepper's not about gore, huh? Yeah. They couldn't even get Dr. Pepper for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's a shame. That was my favorite soda until until just now you said that. Yeah, some parts it's almost like a sitcom almost. Yeah. I know. This movie, this whole movie from like this part here plays like a bad college sitcom after just seeing The Dark. And oh, and how'd you like that since they couldn't name a video game? They said, I'm going to make a high score on a video machine. (laughs) Yeah. But natural light, by God, we'll get, we'll let you we'll endure share. 
That's an what? Natural light and Budweiser. They tried to get Lone Star, but for some reason they couldn't get a hold of the guy from Lone Star because it was such a no-budget movie. (laughs) So this is a movie about about Texas with almost no Texas (laughs) products in it. And this is another case of a slasher where it has like 30-year-olds playing like 19 or 20-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. I love this. He's acting like, that guy's treating me like shit my entire life. It's so unfair. And we're here now and he's going, oh, fuck you. You killed your mother. Yeah. Why is Dad so angry at me? Hmm, I have no idea. Yeah, why is he so angry at me? I never understood. I've never heard anything from Buddy about it, but it just seems like that one whole scene that we seen at the first should have been put later in the film. Yeah. Because yeah, it just makes him out to be an asshole. Yeah, find out later on. I just love when the opening credits pop up to the song and, like, them in the in the car and everything. Yeah. Can you guess what the original title of this movie was? Oh, wait, wait. Was it, was it Fall Break? Was it, am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah. He thought... And what's funny is back then there was no such fucking thing as fall break. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the only shot at that at the college. I think it. Well, look at the shirts. You know. I forget which college is, but this is the only shot they did at that college. They had him walk in and out of that dorm. Is it because they they weren't allowed to shoot any more than that? They're like, yeah, just get in, get out, and go. They stole it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I figured. Is there any person in this movie that you're not happy when they get killed because they're jerks? No, I think I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, there's someone right there. What the hell are they doing there? (laughs) Yeah. I used to hear about those tricks. You figured they could get away with it since it was uh, college... uh, Everyone coming to college week, so he figured that they can mingle in with the new students. That's why you had that old man there going, what the hell? And here we go with the great intro song. 
better than this yeah, movie you, deserves. Expect, it's not something you expect for a, 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 a gory slasher, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, and the, the Arrow DVD has the Fall Break title card. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, this, yeah I think that's the, the pristine print they found was of the Fall Break cut. Yeah, because I noticed how the picture changes when the opening credits come on. Now all of a sudden, like, it's it's grainier. Yeah. So they really pieced this together from source material, I guess. Was, this is before there was a DVD. There was no DVD release, but it's before there was ever a Blu-ray or anything like that. Yeah, and there's been more. Who played the blonde-haired dumbass in uh, 2000 Maniacs? You know, the one that cut off the guy's finger, and even though he was an undead zombie, stayed into the swamp and they took until they said, Hey, you damn fool, get the hell out of there! And yes, on my print, when they show location sound recording, it does have like a still frame for about four or five seconds. <laughs> yeah, mine just, mine just has them uh, standing next to a smoking car. And see, look how much Budweiser and Natural Light and Michelob are promoted in this movie. <laughs> Man, it's some old cans. Like, they look way different now. Yeah, I love this. He thinks he's scamming this guy, and then he get he said these dumbass kids. I love this right here is one of the last scenes. Best little moments in the movie. Where well, he says, "If you give me the discount, I'll, I'll get, I'll get two of them." Yeah, both and benefit. then we go back to the black guy, and <laughs> no one of them smart ass college kids talking himself into buying. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. This music is killing me. Oh, and this one looks great as hell right here, this scene, where it shows them going to take a piss for no reason. Yeah. The place where we filmed it was a beachside hotel that Buddy Cooper's family owned. So he went there in the off season and filmed this whole movie. No, really? Yeah, so you can guess he got it cheap, a.k.a. free. You can just imagine how much money that saved. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it had to, yeah. And I love that the cops are following him. It's almost like some buddy cop music playing. 
Became more known as the mutilator. Well, what do you think would be an easier to sell title? Fall Break or the Mutilator? I know which one you were well, attracted like, to. <laughs> if I saw Fall Break, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Oh, the Mutilator. Oh, I got I to I gotta find out about this one. That's like if you named your first film Backdoor Antics. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. It'd be true, but it wouldn't sell. Well, I wouldn't like it either. It'd just be a little misleading. Yeah. Buddy said he had everyone in the cast save up their booze bottles about four to five months before they, <laughs> about a couple a month before they did the shots, so they'd have those bottles there. Also, oh, it just looked like it was partied in all all summer. Well, they just needed the bottles. <laughs> yeah. Because look how rusty that refrigerator was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. It looks like someone shit all over the fridge. <laughs> and I'm not understating it. looks like someone crapped all over the fridge. Oh, yeah, and here we go. It looks like an entirely different house. And and there's a drinking game with this. Listen for every time they slip and let their Texas accents fall through. Whenever you do that, take a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great when that slips. I mean, they're showing all this stuff to set him up as a psycho when we've already seen the moment when he breaks. And there's an example of the gun rule. If you see a gun in the first reel, you're sure someone's going to get killed. And I think that girl actually does get killed with the hook. That's one thing you got to say about this. It had great effects in it. Oh, yeah. They're amazing.
actually did that too. Since he owned a place, he could do anything. So he actually had a moment where everyone was like throwing sinkers at the wall and seeing if they would stick. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. That contest. And my dad framed it. Yeah, my dad framed it. And there's no mystery about who this guy is. No, they let you know right away. Yeah. They're like, oh, could it could it be him or could it be somebody Doing it for him? No, it's it's him. Big things like girls. It's just hard to find it uncut. That stuff annoys me. 
they didn't release the uncut version on DVD. That's that's pissing away good money yeah. out of that's pissing away good money. I just don't understand why it went down that way. Yeah. Because, you know, even if they had just released the unrated cut of the mutilator. Yeah, because I understand for the theater. Having no both versions on the shelf just, like, makes it seem naughtier. Ooh, ooh, we don't want this R-rated version. We want the unrated. Yeah, who, who picks that option? Yeah, I want to see the one with everything cut out. And this was a very short movie, so... Uh... Eighty-six minutes uncut. I think the R-rated cut is a little bit closer to sixty to seventy minutes. Not very fucking long. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, this one was made, if you can't tell, this one was made for the drive-in market, and the drive-in market was pretty much dead, 85, 86. Because in Texas, if you made an exploitation film said, made in Texas, you would automatically be able to get that thing shipped down south. We'd take it. But then southern product would dry up. That's crazy. And also back then, imagine if you had a film production company that does all the grunt work in your state. How much easier really would that make you, make it for you guys or cheaper? Oh, yeah. And this is one thing I love about this movie. They show every nasty thing that happens to everybody. Yeah, let's give you a preview. Yeah. Like him, he looks at this, and then he gets killed by it. Yeah. Yeah, anything they're looking I at. I still like, oh, wish this, the this asshole son would have done it. I mean, Jesus. Would have gotten it. Yeah. Ooh, he's using pliers to unzip her things and rip the buttons off her shirt. Oh, man, the poor killer. You almost got to see him a little. (laughs) Free show. Yeah. And there's something from the 80s that I'm glad is gone. Puppy jackets. Yeah, I was going to say that jacket, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I oh, I keep that core. I keep that convertible. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, see, it was a trailer park uh, uh, vacation community, and they just closed down for the season. Oh, and guess what? You remember that line? They keep dropping lines in here about how this place would be a good place to smuggle drugs. Yeah. About four years after this film was shot, it was raided. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, it turns out they were smuggling drugs. See, more natural light. The Bureau of Choice for late mid-80s Texas Slashers. Well, they didn't have it. They didn't have ice back then, did they? Natural ice. No, but we didn't have. We didn't use solo cups either. We used red plastic Pizza Hut cups. Oh. Because you remember they used the same cups in Evil Dead too. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a big slip right there. Come on, you guys. Let's go for a walk on the beach. You got to admit that is a beautiful freaking place. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. In a cult. In the year of COVID, just looking at someone run out on the beach like that is like porn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. You can't well, say he didn't use year. everything that he had in the movie. I was supposed to be flawed to wearing jackets and all that, but they're walking barefoot. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and look outside the windows. It's supposed to be dark when those two kids or guys are outside, and it's like <laughs> daytime outside. Yeah, they ain't bothered hiding that at all. How the hell did Ralph get a girlfriend? This guy's a douchebag. Yeah, he's a joker. Minus the funny jokes. <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. No, you're not. Uh-oh, there we go. Another one's barring. Oh, he's with a lot. I don't know anyone who ever finished a game of Monopoly. We just quit. 
Yeah, I don't think I did either. I don't remember. I don't remember ever doing a complete game. You know, just like after all, we was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, no, enough, enough of this. Yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. See, you can tell they're closed up for the fall because they got that. uh... That's what we had for pool covers in the 80s. Oh, yeah, big tents. Remember, folks, you learn things on this show. Overchlorinated pool prevents herpes. Yeah, never fear. Now that would be nice. You hit a pool. You hit a light switch for the pool, and then music and everything comes on. I think this is about the only nudity in this movie. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of rare because usually you can guarantee in an 80s slasher you'd see some boobs. But not yeah, this one. a whole bunch. playing Jaws music whenever they have the killer there. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. It's so close, I'm amazed I didn't get sued. Probably that trick where you play just enough that they not get sued, like you just play little bits at a time. Yeah. Only in the movies would they do that. Please splash. Yeah, when's the last time you ever splashed anybody? When I was uh, 10 or 12 years old. Yeah, probably me too, yeah. <laughs> Once you got interested in the girls, you stopped splashing them. Yeah. No. I'll come with you and I'll sleep with you, but I ain't going to screw you. What? Yeah, what a deal. Yeah. Even girls wouldn't even go with that deal. 
You mean I wanna I wanna woo around, but you don't? No, let's just cuddle. Even girls would be like, <laughs> "Fuck you." Yeah, I think I'm agree with you. Where'd she go? (laughs) This is what we call padding. When your movie is not long enough and you need some stuff to flesh it out to make sure it hits the running time required by your distributor... You put in padding. Yeah, it's, it's real exciting. It's like Marco Polo without the Marco or the Polo. Yeah. The first boobies of the film. Yep. Oh, and here comes a big question of mine. How the hell does he keep her long enough under water to drown without him drowning himself? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. <laughs> That's why you use chainsaws and axes. So you don't have questions like that. <laughs> and how the hell does he not know it? Or do you think he's just that stupid? I guess that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, he drowns her by pulling her down with him, but she's dead. He's he's perfectly fine. Yeah. And her boyfriend, I think, is just that stupid. Yeah. Classy shit. That's the curse word of choice in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's totally just lost his normal accent and he's back to being Texan right here. Yeah. He's like, no, screw it. I'm not doing that fake accent. I'm just going to be me for the rest of the movie. For the rest of my time in the yeah. movie. <laughs> no dog allowed. That means if you got two, you can bring them. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's what the sign said. No dog allowed. Didn't say dogs. See? So, no dog. <laughs> At least it's a considerate killer. 
Yeah, like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm, I'm going to give you your clothes back first. I'll give you your jacket back, man. I'm sorry. You can have this, too. You're into that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, I dropped your bra. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know if this was hers or yours. Here, you take it. Don't fit me. <laughs> oh, Budweiser. <laughs> Not again. How would you forget something like that? Look, your movies don't have bad reaction shots. This is a bad reaction shot. Oh, definitely. If you can look at a guy's face when he's dying, you're wondering, is he dying or in a rock video? Then you have a bad reaction shot in your movie. Yeah, some great gore mixed with, is he dying or doing the robot to the floor? Yeah. And as you tell, by looking at your body, there is some more gore they probably cut out because it looks like he's eviscerated down there. (laughs) It's got to be one of the cheesiest death reactions I've ever seen. It was like dance moves. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> there he is. Ben Moore. He was in uh, H.G. Lewis's 2000 Maniacs, Moonshine Mountain, She Freak, Sea Devils on Wheels. Yeah, his scene is pretty good. Right. Cool. Yeah. Rapers. 
And those and that line does not have fuck all to do with the last of the movie. There's no rain, no storm. Which they should have had. Well, nope, there we go. That's it. See, there you go. Uh, His Texas comes out. He gets killed with one of the nastier deaths in the movie. Yeah, it definitely is. Anytime that axe shows up, it's doing the nastier gore effects in the movie. Eh, who cares? Yeah. No, I don't understand why he kills him and not just keeps the low profile. Yeah, let's kill a cop for no reason. How come they don't notice the blood when they come back home? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you think they would. Yeah, somebody gets killed there and they don't notice the blood, but they notice a missing battle axe. I was expecting him to get his foot or leg cut off from the way the camera was moving, but this movie knows how to disappoint in the right way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, wind blowing, but no one, no bit of his quote. Oh, God, damn. Ow. Ow. Ouch. See, look, even that line's a setup for him getting his leg cut off. She's a whiny little thing. Lightning's not one of my favorite things. Oh, good Lord, he's... 
the more I see of that guy, the more I keep getting more pissed off that he's not killed. Please, somebody kill him. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. I hate it when my friends are with, uh, or just men, just my friends are with uh, people like that. Just so... They're in their 20s, and... And this never comes into play in the movie. She knows Kung Fu, but let's not have her Kung Fu anybody at the last of the movie. And the sun shining. Yeah, odd thing that happened uh, in the dead of night. Ooh, natural light. The refrigerator does look like it was up somebody's ass. Yeah. I have never heard of this game before or after this freaking movie. No, me either. <laughs> but then again, it's a lot better than uh, throwing quarters like in Blood Lake. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's what your next short should be, about tw- ten or twenty minutes of them playing quarters and someone going insane from playing quarters and just kills everybody. <sighs> Trust me, would be a good title for that. What? I'm trying to think of what would be a good title for that one.
maybe call it quarter pounder and just like do, you know, <laughs> yeah. People get killed with a sledgehammer. I think it's funny that for someone who's a killer, and this has been her his house for probably a long ass time. From the way they're telling stories about him. He can't find his fucking way around it in the dark. No. <laughs> you waste you wasted a beer. I love movies that's supposed to be taking place in the dark but it's bright as day but they have to really pretend. <laughs> Yeah. Like right there. Ooh, it's so dark. If I was there, I would make sure that in my in a bit I would crack my head on that cougar just because. <laughs> yeah, because even I would have like maybe put some black curtains or you know something to disguise the fact that it, that it is light outside. <laughs> yeah. I was going to call Day of the Blood, Day of the Blood Witch, Night of the Blood Witch, but I was, I was shooting during the day. I was like, hell with it, Day of the Blood Witch. <laughs> well, you could have added a line. She can make us think that day is night and night is day. We won't know what's going on at all times. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't play shooting at night. Like, it was easier shooting during the day. So I was like, Night of the Blood Witch became Day of the Blood Witch. <laughs> yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't call it Night of the Blood Witch, and then it's obviously day all around. Well, there was a movie called Blue Monkey that doesn't even have any blue mo- any monkeys at all in it, and it's about a giant killer bug. No. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that title. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is not a killer monkey movie at all. They're not even in it. That's one of the first schools about no budget or shot on video films that people should learn. No matter how bad you think your film is, they are people who have a lot more money than you probably do. Screwing up things 200 times worse than you ever did. It's true. I always start with... uh... I don't consider myself a great filmmaker or anything, but wow. It's the people that think they're great filmmakers that really start to screw things up. Yep, that ego gets in the way. Like Buddy Cooper said, when people start asking him about this movie, he's like, 
a Buddy Cooper who directed a mutilator? And he's like, uh, yes. How do you know that movie? That sucks that he's ashamed of it like that. Like, it is a great movie. Yeah. But like you said, they do it one and done, and they just forget about it. And then all of a sudden, 20 years later, people come up to him and are like, Hey, you made that movie. I love that. Yeah, like I knew people who were in bands that broke up a while ago, and people would ask them, they'd be like, how did They'd be like, how do you know my band? Like, where'd you hear about it from? <laughs> like, you're like, not happy at all that you know about it. And the killer just says, ah, fuck this, and leaves. <laughs> he gets discouraged very fucking easily. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, forget it, I'll go wait on the other side of the house. Yeah, I mean, they present him as this badass hunter-killer, and through most of the movies, like, out of hell with this, and just walks out. He's laying under the fourth floorboard. He's waiting for him to show up, and then once they're there, he just like loses all patience. Yeah, he got no patience. Except for how long he was just under the floorboards, just waiting for them to show up. And that girl, oh, he was like, her always wants a beer, but she never drinks the damn thing. It goes with Dr. Pepper anything. You know, like, hey, I want a Coke. (laughs) I wouldn't sleep with her in that bed. That's a kung fu fight waiting to happen, and that's just moving around in the night. Shit again. Does he kill you? He'll make a Halloween decoration at your ass. <laughs> he just laugh with the light while he plays with it. Yeah, don't come in. He's got a girl in there. Yeah. He's got to do that to stir a panty on the door.
<laughs> Again, a wacky scene out of nowhere. Yeah, that was like I was like like, ben, like a Benny Hill moment. Now is the time. I like you now. Uh, I am not from Texas, but I'm the going damn thing. door was locked. Oh, uh, in the I didn't mention earlier, the reason the negative looks so bad on yours is that they actually cut the negative of the film to create the R-rated version. So that's why it goes from very good, very clear, to very bad. So you had a version that you already printed. What? So they just intercut all the the uncut footage. That's why it looks that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I figured. And that, that's how uh, the DVD of uh, uh, My Bloody Valentine looked. When you hit the option to see it with the uncut footage, like all the uncut footage looks different than everything else. Yeah, even on the so-called Shop Factory DVD. Man, I'm not paying be a pain my bucks for a DVD, a Blu-ray that I got for eight bucks at Walmart in the dump bin. I can only imagine how much a pain in the ass it was back with film because. You go through all the trouble to edit, then the MPAA says, "Oh no, you got to cut all this out, and you got to cut that out, and then put that back together." And sounds like fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sad there. Like my bloody Valentine's another one where they actually lost all of uh, the 
take it from a 16-millimeter uh, interpositive they had. Yeah, I was always wondering when they were going to like have uncut versions of certain Friday the 13th movies, but I think a lot of that stuff was the stuff that was cut by the studio's order to be burned, I believe. Yeah. Part so two, only, only lost, except for VHS footage. Part seven, lost, except for uh, VHS that was uh, Buchler's uh, personal collection. There is so many lost freaking films out there, well, the uncut versions of them, that we're lucky to even, well, not lucky because there's always been the uncut VHS of this one. But there's so many, and you yeah. notice Paramount's involved with uh, My Bloody Valentine Friday the 13th, where they just trash the uncut footage. Yeah, they just had it destroyed. Like uh, from beyond, they found that that the uncut footage for Stuart Gordon's From Beyond in a box of film footage for Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, really? Hey, you get out of there! But yeah, I mean, it's weird where they find it. We're going to have a lot of these old. Collectors a generation above me, and I'm 50, they're going to die, and they're going to have all these prints and stuff that they bought and hoarded. And when those start to hit the market, we're going to start seeing a lot more rare stuff pop up. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Like uh, Nightbreed, they found that in a collector's uh, collection. Yeah, I've heard of things like that happening. This is another one that, like I said, they didn't think that a good print actually freaking existed until they found the copy of a Fall Break that Buddy had sent in to uh, the American Film Registry. And he forgot about it. And there was never a DVD release, right? It was it was VHS, and then then the the Blu-ray that uh, came out not too long ago. Right. Because they were they spent all this time looking for the mutilator. <laughs> And as soon as they went looking for fall break, this is when they found the good print that Arrow put out. And it's worth the $20 for all the extras on it. 
Is it a, is it a Blu-ray DVD combo? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, I don't have a Blu-ray player, even though I might end up, you know, getting one. But... Yeah, it's a Blu-ray DVD combo. But, as you see with yours, there's never really been a bad version of it, even in the bootleg, bootleg market. Yours looks pretty damn good. No, it does. I mean, you can see the differences, but it's not necessarily bad. I'm I like grimy look. Oh, when I say when I say bad copy, I'm talking <laughs> scratches and. Oh yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like if you got a hold of the Cabal Cut of Nightbreed, there's even a pencil mark on it. Oh, yeah. And the uh, work print of Return of the Living Dead. You can get that easy on YouTube, but it's it's one generation above unwatchable. Oh, really? Yeah, it has a different ending, alternate footage. It's great as a bonus, but they did right with the theatrical version. That's one thing you really yeah. missed in a small teen in the 90s, and that's the gray market. Where we would get some of the most obscured and weird shit, including shit that you wouldn't even think existed. Like for years, that was the only way that we've seen a lot of the death tapes. Yeah, I used to order, you know, back in the 90s, I used to order VHS from uh, Chaz Bowen. Oh, the Deep Red catalog. He had some good stuff. The hardest to find of his that was available back in was the mixtapes he used to do. I never got to see the mixtapes. There was so much stuff I wanted to get from them I never got a chance to get. Yeah, like a lot of the death tapes were basically, there was this little time where it was like, okay, I'm going to make a more fucked up mixtape than you did. And pretty much almost all of them had the Bud Dwyer footage in it. This one 
one may be the nastiest yes. death in the whole movie. And this was the FX guy's idea. He's like, oh, I got an idea for a kill. And he's like, what? Let me just show you. It involves a gaffer hook. The gaffer hook was there, but it never was in the original script intended to do anything. But the FX guy came up with this. Which is, ow. Who did the I don't know many women who can sit through that without going, oh, God. <laughs> who did the effects in this movie? And there was a shit cut out of the movie. (laughs) The usual backwards slasher review, like all the bodies in one place. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Makeup department. Uh, Edmund Mark Showstrom. I might have looked him up before. I just can't remember. Oh, once I tell you his credits, you'll know him. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I will. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead Two, The Devil's Advocate, Dick Tracy, Monsters. Yeah, now now I remember. I knew he had done some pretty well-known stuff. Yeah, this was his first movie. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Like, even some of what the best effects are is like their first movies were nowhere near as good as what they did later on. I don't know. So this, this, one, this one, the effects he did for this is pretty freaking amazing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, usually for a first movie, like, they're not that good. Like, like 
I mean, they're not bad. I'm just saying, like, you know, they're not at that level yet. And I do love that they pay off that whole thing with the ooh, pyramid sinker. He probably pulled that out and he was like, good shot, and you're still a bum. Ow, big Ed. I've seen Jason take less damage in his movies than Big Ed takes in this one. Yeah. That is one hell of a sharp axe. Yeah. This was one of the movies we'd always put, well, I'd always show people as like a part during the party. You know, like, I like bloody horror films. It's not that. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> Because not only is it gory as hell, it's fun, too. Yeah, it definitely is. That's what sets your movies apart from most of the ones in your genre, is that you actually try to make it fun. Yeah. You want people to have the same experience you did when you watch films like he's the kid, just sitting there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like yeah, like this, this is crazy, yeah. I've never liked those films that are just mean for mean's sake. You know, I'm hardcore. Look at me. I do violence. Look at me. Be scared. I don't mind it, but I, I like you know, I like both. I, I mean, when I was younger, it used to be about like you know, just like you know, the the most brutal thing possible, like Cannibal Holocaust, Man Behind the Sun. They're still my favorites, but I, you know, I I like a fun, goofy, gory movie too. Yeah. Well, I'm an '80s kid, so I was raised up on the fun, goofy, <laughs> you know. Reanimator, Zombie, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah, when I was a little kid, I I, I remember watching, I watched Evil Dead 2 for the first time when I was about 11, 12 years old, probably even younger than that.
And how come it takes so long for him to recognize that's his damn father? Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. We to all that, but he's like, Dad? And there's a gimmick that you you guys have really lost nowadays. The car lighter. Yeah, I still remember those things. Yeah, you'd be like, how are we in this scene? How are we going to get rid of the killer? How are we going to get him off? Oh, this is burning with the car lighter. All right. <laughs> so the, this scenario would happen now. They'd they both be dead right now. I love it. I can't do it. Two minutes ago, I can't drive. Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is nasty. And I love that this is nasty, but they 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 add on top of it. They don't just leave it with him getting cut in half with the car. You know. That been dark bad enough. It's great. <laughs> they throw a little something kind of like pieces did. And then we have what? I was just even though he's dying, dying, cut completely in half. You got to chop somebody's leg off and get a nice laugh before he passed away. Yeah. And then we have the dramatic ending. Yes, in the 80s, we would have blue bathrobes in the hospitals. <laughs> That's how you can tell, 80s slash, they always had this dramatic music at the end. Yeah. And then they're going to show every freaking gore scene. <laughs> that right there, every, that little bit with him killing the son, that's the, that's the bit that the MPA had the most trouble with. Or like, you're going to kill a little kid? No! They both laughed afterward. Yeah. We just seen all this nasty gore, and now we're seeing bloopers. (laughs) 
shit. <laughs> Wait, no, that's the guy who uh, threw the threw the baseball that knocked down old Teeter and Rock. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, God, he was great. Now, 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 you just what? And I love that shot. Why didn't they have a longer shot of that one? Yeah, sure. But yeah, that this is a good one. If you haven't seen it, uh, I'm not going to. Oh, A. B. Cooper, Professor Dorm. That's probably how they got rights to the dorm. <laughs> yeah, could be. And it would be, and you can see this on Tubi. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, Amazon has it. It's easy to get on streaming nowadays. Yeah, like back, yeah, back when I got this bootleg, you, you couldn't find it anywhere. Now, now it's yeah, real easy to find. I know how weird is that to really go back to movies that we had to bust our balls to see, and they're just. Boom, 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 everywhere. Yeah, well, all the movies I get to see as a kid, like, I could just look them up, and up oh, there it is. I watch that. I watch this. Yeah. And go to com and make sure to buy this. Buy Gore Phil's DVD, Backyard Gore. And we can guarantee 200% that it was filmed in the backyard. And there's more there. Yep, there's definitely that too. This is no uh, blue monkey. This is backyard gourd that was filmed in the backyard. Oh, Buddy Cooper was. Oh, Buddy Cooper did the song. (laughs) I forgot. Oh, did he? (laughs) Yeah. And thank you for being on, and people, have a great Halloween month. Oh, and since you're here, what would you recommend for people hunting down online besides going to SOB.com and buying everything for this Halloween? What what, what would I suggest they get from SOBHorror.com for, for Halloween? No, besides buying everything. Oh, that you don't surprise. see on a million freaking lists that you love. Mm, I would I would definitely say uh and I love Hack O Lantern. That's become a Halloween tradition for me. Oh, that one's fun. Yeah, that and, and Jacko from nineteen ninety five. Yeah, Jacko. That's a bad choice of titles because I've seen some people sneak in and put white tape at the end of the title of it and put two F's on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, try something new this Halloween rather than the usual crap. You never know what you'll find. Yeah, but definitely, I mean, I, I got a there's there's one on sovhorror.com that it's called Death O' Lantern by by Chris Seaver. It's definitely my favorite of his movies. Yeah, that's a Halloween tradition too. That, that, that's yeah, a really and Mr. Good Ice Cream Man, which is pretty fun. I remember watching that in the VHS back in the nineties. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a great movie. And thank you for being on, and congratulations on your DVD. And good night, everybody. Have a good Halloween. We got more to come this month. Lots more. Lots of work for me. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thanks, Steve.